1: Stop Hammer Time is brought to you by Beer52.com. Every month, Beer52 sends a new case of beer with a different theme, usually from a different part of the world. And now they're offering Stop Hammer Time listeners a free case of craft beer. That's eight delicious craft beers from some of the best breweries on the planet. Simply go to www.beer52.com. That's www.beer52.com forward slash hammer and cover the £5.95 for postage to claim your beer now. Members have tasted beer from 40 different countries spanning five continents. You also get a magazine which delves into the theme beer and producers and two tasty snacks to wash down with your beer. You can choose a case of light beer only or a mixture of dark and light. There's no minimum commitment. You can pause or cancel at any time. Don't forget, that's www.beer52.com forward slash hammer. To claim your free case now, that's www.beer52.com forward slash
0: hammer. Welcome to Stop Hammer Time. No Phil or Jim tonight as they are working, so instead you've got a special commemorative edition of the podcast. Looking at Leon, Brentford and Leon again, but also in a very special way, marking this last season of our much-loved captain, mark noble so in the chair is me mark sandell and with me a writer broadcaster presenter and all-round top bloke mark webster and equally top bloke leading academic at the university of creative arts and a former goalkeeper mark gower
2: Ooh. good evening gents bonjour who could believe it's
0: it it's as if it's as if we planned this
2: that's like a that's like the perfect trick. i'm yeah. a lefty Marks O'Reilly, you're a good header of the ball, Sandell, at six foot six.
3: <laughs> it's perfect. So do we have to go back to school and it's Gower, Sandell, Webster? Is that how well, we're going to have to do this? Otherwise, I'm going to get really confused. I don't
0: know what kind of school you went to, Mark, but we were definitely first names at our school. I don't know about you, Mark W.
2: No, or you, obviously, is what I tended to uh, answer to most of the time. But um, but I like that. Let's sh- Should we do that? Should we use each other's initials? So, so,
0: so MG and MW, yeah?
2: Well, oh, no, I, I, Mark W, Mark G. Mark, yeah, man. Got it. Do you know what? Like so it. much of this could have been done before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> bit <Right>. of admin.
0: <laughs> sounds, sounds a bit DJ, which I quite like. Yeah. Um, so, and the other thing, this is episode 409 Ooh. of Stop Hammer Time, which coincidentally is the number of Premier League games that Mark mm-hmm. Noble has played. I no. Mean, that is bizarre. So, we're going to mark the upcoming retirement of one of our greatest leaders later on in the programme by coming up with a West Ham 11 made up of Marks with a K, Marks with a C, Marcos with a C or a K. And apart from a goalkeeper, I think we've come up with not a bad lineup if we stretch a point a long way. So, we'll do that at the end of the pod to give you time while you're listening to think of some names that should be in there. But first, I think we probably should talk about Brentford. Now, Mark. Sorry, Mark W. Yes, Mark W. On your on your talk sports show, which is a fine listen, by the way, honestly. Thank
2: you. Morning, Too kind. Um,
0: and uh, you talked about Brentford nylons, and there is obviously an obvious gag about synthetic performances and coming out <laughs> in the wash.
2: <laughs> not off. Um, where,
0: where exactly? Not off. Where do we start with the Brentford performance, Mark W.
2: I went with Brentford uh, nylons because the big poster to proclaim the game was. Uh, Brentford Irons and of course from that point forward I'm I'm doing nothing but singing da 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 in my head that one obviously major demographic fail there for anyone below <laughs> 60 sorry about that um I went to the game um and uh because I, I, I'm a West London boy and so three of my grandsons and they get the ch- and uh, and their dad's play for Brentford Bit of an emotional one in that sense is we're kind of thinking, well, tell you what, I'm glad they did Chelsea the way they did because I won't feel so bad now going over there and nicking all three points off of them because things are looking okay. For the first half, I then during the first half, I went from nicking three points to going, do you know what, given the way the results have gone this weekend, this point that we're about to earn is not going to be so bad at all really because Brentford are playing with a bit of gusto. Sloppiest, ugliest goal you could possibly wish to concede as early as you could possibly wish to concede it, which is always the danger zone for me towards the end of the first half, as we saw in Europe, or at the start of a second half, as we saw in the Premier League, and it was it, it, it was lacklustre. Uh, it it was somewhat bereft of any kind of commitment, and I think we all know why. And it was in, in the circumstances, if I, if I, if, if, you ha- if we had our time again, I'd have taken a point at this stage, given what we know, which is we've got such a big game coming up on Thursday. And man alive, they knew that.
0: Mark, Mark G, um, a lot of criticism that, you know, of, of, I take a lot of criticism of David Moyes. I mean, it's a very minor criticism, really, given how much adoration there is for him. But there was a lot of people saying, should he have... Should he have played a different team there? Should he have played Kral, Vlasic, you know, and given some other players a break? What do you think?
3: Well, I think uh, I'm really happy. Gone are the days that we prioritise where he goes, he, he is now going for each game. Every game's important. He's going for each game as he wants to win it. And, victory, our, um our squad's paper thin. We know that and we know he only we've got sort of um i would say he's got 18 players that he selects from and that in, i'm including two goalkeepers in that three right backs in that 18 and so he's only got a minimal side we've only got probably i would say 11 out Field players that he's got to choose from, but he picks the strongest side every time. He picks the side that he thinks that's going to win the game. I think there probably was an opportunity for Flaccid to play, but I just don't think. I don't. I don't think at the moment he trusts. He trusts him. Mm.
2: I think it's a great. I, I, I think your point, Mark S, about you know the, the discussion about playing a changed or weakened side, whichever way you care to phrase it. We if we now cast ourselves back prior to the Brentford game, with points being dropped around us, can you imagine how people, what people would have been thinking if all of a sudden they saw four or five non-regular starters in a crucial Premier League game? Because in reality, top six is clearly a priority over mm-hmm. the actual European campaign that we're currently on, isn't it? So, so the idea that he, that and as you say, Oh, Mark G, there. That it's, it's not like Liverpool. You, you can't go down the bench and sort mm. of um, and barely mess with mm. the percentage of the side. You it, it it starts to dissipate pretty bloody quickly. The only way that I think that that might be might have been resolved is all the way back through the season, where say Okaflex has got a, lo- a lot more looks, and we found out whether uh, whether he's ready yet as a as a young footballer to to be considered a good change on the bench in the Premier League. But that's the only real option I could see in this particular instance.
3: But I couldn't think... I didn't think we were... uh, I still thought, because of those results that went sort of our way, I was still... I I had no... I didn't think we were going to get anything out of this game. But I still had hopes for that top four. Still had hopes. And I thought if we could have got that win... We're still in with a shout we in coming, um, getting as high as we can, possibly fifth. But um, if we can still get that sixth place, but he's not got a great deal to choose from, has he? No. Yeah, I th- I th- that you,
0: since you've raised it, Mark G, about the top four thing, it kind of it sort of winds me up a bit when I hear, you know, in the battle for top four, West Ham are playing Brentford, you know. What's, what's, what do we both think is realistic now? What, sorry, what do all three of us think is realistic?
2: Um. Where we are, sixth, genuinely. And I would it. be delighted with six.
1: Yeah.
2: Because uh, not least of which, it just looks tidier than seventh, and seventh would be okay as well, wouldn't it? But, I, but it's, well, actually, no. I mean, a, a sixth-place finish and, you know, the European run that we've been on, how is that not seen as
3: progress? Yeah. And, and and even, the, it, Sorry, Mark. Sorry, on. Margie. Go on. And even if we dropped lower than that, I think we'd be disappointed. If we went out on Thursday and then we ended up eighth, I think we would, at that moment in time, be really disappointed. But if we looked back at that season, I'm getting text messages from friends that are in Leon. They are having a great time. Yeah, good point. They're in Leon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the finals. Um, and usually the only reason why a West Ham season is still alive in mid-April is because we need to get the points to stay up. Yeah. And that's, that's been our experience over many years. And if the season is still alive. We're still pushing for Europe and we're in the quarterfinals yeah. of the European tournament. And, and you're right, Mark. I think the initial, uh, Mark G, the initial uh, reaction will be one of disappointment if it doesn't go our way. Um, just just before we leave the Brentford game, though, um, Mikel Antonio. Do we need to have a conversation about Mikel? Um, you know, one touch in the opposition box, look shattered. First time I've seen, I think, David Moyes hinting at some criticism afterwards, you know, when he said, we need our number nine to be scoring goals. I know he does loads more than that, and I love Mikel Antonio, unquestionably. But is there an issue
3: about him at the moment? Well, he's doing a lot of heavy lifting, isn't he? He's doing all the heavy lifting up front. And, uh, and I think, for me, that was probably his worst game. Prior to that, I think he's worked so hard. Um, obviously, his last goal was at Palace, New Year's Day. Um, but he's been great. He's, he's actually opened up. I think when we go and talk about the sort of Leon game, I thought he did really well in that. In those games, he's worked really hard, and he holds the ball up well. Brings Bowen into the game, so I think the bigger problem from that game was Zuma coming off. I think that's the real worry. If he's not playing, if he's not fit, uh, do we know anything about his situation?
2: Yeah, he's he's not available. He's, he's not he's, playing. He's not.
0: I don't think he's travelling either, is he? He's no, not, he's, done, he's, he's done.
2: He's yeah. done for weeks potentially yeah. now. So it is. It it just got very grown up. Because our our best available centre half, um, with all due respect to the mighty Craig Dawson, uh, is, is no longer available, and he's the man that you could reliably put into that position. There, we've been extraordinarily unlucky there, I think, this season in that sense. But I also still think that I'd be amazed if we if we lose. It'd be, I'd be amazed if we start losing games simply because one channel in the back four suddenly has opened up to be exploited and that mistakes are are being made in there i think that it's still going to be an all-round issue if we if we lose games and that includes it's back to your point mark about mikel antonio who who by the way got was a man of match performance against leon without scoring wasn't he? Yeah. so yeah he was he, he had a terrible game but then again the nature of antonio's game i think can sometimes expose him to terrible games because of the way that he always shows and always makes himself available, and if it doesn't come off, it looks horrible. But I yeah. just wonder if he's just in a similar way that Ben Rama's can can be patchy in terms of that touch, that pass that goes awry. He just feels like the kind of guy that will that I could see responding against Leon. And uh, I'm I'm so pleased we keep saying that people are in Leon because obviously. The option this time of the season normally is to be in Leon C. That's the closest we'd normally get.
0: <laughs> well, let's get we're supposed to be talking about Leon a bit, so so we, we might as well crack on. Um, let's talk about Leon after these messages. Oh, Leon, the first leg, and I think we should uh, let's review let's uh, let's review that before we preview the second leg. Uh, Mark Gower, I think hats off to you for well, what effort did you make to actually get to that game? I mean, you know, some people are kind of fair weather fans who just turn up when they feel like it. Um, just do you want to just talk people through how you got to
3: that game? Well, I was on a family holiday in Cornwall, but not just Cornwall in St Ives, so pretty far See, away. Let's that's, that's- no, that's that wrong, is isn't it? I didn't think, from living in London, you could drive so south. So and uh, so Molly and I. So it, the decision was. I, it took a long time to make a decision what I was doing because I was hoping to be in Leon to get tickets for Leon. Didn't get tickets for Leon. So then we decided to interrupt uh, Molly, my um, youngest daughter, fifteen-year-old, uh, who I go to away games with we decided to interrupt the family holiday in St. Ives and it took us eight and a half hours uh, to drive from St. Ives to Hackney. Oh
2: no, that's not interrupting a holiday, (laughs) that is cancelling, shutting down and ceasing to exist a holiday, (laughs) because you've got to go back again.
3: Well yeah, we went
0: back again for one more day. What, what I liked about it, when Mark and Molly arrived, you know, that most of Block 241 stood to applaud them. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and rightly so. And rightly so. I, wow. did,
3: I did explain that. When we got back the next day, I did explain that to my wife. And that did, that, that did go down. Nothing. I'm, 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 now, I'm now a legend.
2: Yeah. Not in so your own you,
3: household, obviously, though. Not in my own
0: household. <laughs> so does that explain, Mark, why you're the backdrop of this Zoom conversation? You're in your bachelor flat now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've now been kicked out. Yeah. But listen, I just want to talk about the atmosphere that night because the atmosphere against Seville was just astonishing, I thought. It was one of the, one of the well, comfortably one of the best in that stadium, but one of the best ever. I thought it was just fantastic. The, the, there's a difference between the atmosphere with a second leg and a first leg, isn't it? There was, there was a lot more anxiety around the place, wasn't there?
2: It would, the, the, there's an inevitability about the way that you would approach that, isn't it? Because as you say, it's the, it's the beginning of the chess matches. You've not, you're not near the end game at that stage. But patently, the game lent itself to that with the sending off, didn't it? And, and from that moment forward, you know, it, the, the, you, as a, you as a kind of a mass crowd, are on the back foot because you're not really sure what all of this stands for and what it means because regardless of how what result you come out of there with what does it mean when we go and play them at their place Mm. so there's so many questions floating around in your head to fully commit emotionally it's a very tough thing to ask people to do isn't it
3: yeah Yeah, i mean you've you've Go on, sorry, March. So on the eight and a half hour drive. So, Molly and I went through a number of. You, you've mentioned that before, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, eight and a half. But we had it? a lot of yeah. time to speak right. about the game and what could possibly happen and what would be the consequences of each result. But I did not factor in a sending off. No. When the sending off happened. I had Tony Gale and Keith Hackett all over again. But this side, how resilient. How amazingly resilient they are. Yeah. Um, I think-
0: We we, we need to discuss this any off. I mean, in real time, and it was right in front of us in block two, four, one. It was, you know, it was. And at the time, it seemed utterly outrageous. I mean, outrageous. I mean, a a kind of nonsensical decision. When you see it again, you can can see it was a yellow. I mean, a red. I mean, Mark Halsey was quoted the following day and he was saying it's under law 12. It said, the referee had to consider the distance between the offence and the goal, the general direction of play, the likelihood of keeping or gaining control of the ball and the location and number of defenders. Now, this referee was able to do that in a millisecond mm. and produce the red card. There was no consultation. There was no, let's just have a think about this, buy a little bit of time. It's a crucial stage, 45 minutes, quarterfinal in the Europa League. And that, to me, is utterly bizarre.
2: Oh, and worse than that, it was fastest gun in the West as well. That It wasn't so much even considering it, is he couldn't get his hand in his pocket quick enough? I, th- I think we saw a man who saw his moment. Um, it, it, it's uh, it's a strange performance all evening long, um, and I think that th- there's only one sensible procedure in there because, as you say, I, I, the one thing I would give him in that little in that litany of options available is that we probably didn't have a covering defender around, but distance, direction of play control of the yes. ball straight that, that was,
0: was going away from the goal
2: which means quite legitimately book cresswell because it was an idiotic thing to do is to put a hand on a man's shoulder then belly goes down because he, and, the, and the reason i think we get the wink which i'll give him i don't care about the wink because that man quite sensibly felt a hand on his shoulder and thought hello free kick before half time yeah To get For that to turn into a red card, he obviously couldn't believe his luck. It was a ridiculous decision. Procedurally, there was only one real logical move that he could have made, is to yellow card him and then VAR decide whether there's a red card. And then potentially that goes all the way back to a potential foul on Gerard Bowie at the start of the move. So uh, I I think fundamentally we can, I, I think it's fair to say that a straight red was the most ridiculous And least likely option available in that situation.
3: Mm. And my initial view of it when we were there, I didn't think it was a foul first. No, and then I mean, at the time
0: you thought it was outright came from nowhere, but you can see there was a foul now.
3: And then looking back, when I've seen uh, watched it again, um, because actually after the game I did come back and then watch that game, Uh, just wanted to see those highlights. What?
2: After an eight and a half hour drive back from
3: London, really? Still had a little watch.
2: Is um, it as long as uh, that? No, it it's, honestly, Mark, eight and, eight and a half hours. Eight should, and a half. Did, did he mention from it? Where? Okay, carry
0: from where would, where would you
2: drive, eight, it, eight and a half hours? I, I, anyway, can't, I can't begin to imagine. I saw a man from St Ives <laughs> <laughs> on his way.
3: But I didn't understand why Zuma stopped running. Why did he, uh, when we've looked it back and looked at those scenarios, extra defender, I'm not sure why Zuma stopped running he sort of paused and he didn't give that extra sort of defender in that point maybe because he was going away from goal nothing was happening i just couldn't i thought that was maybe another factor that played in into the hands of the um justification for the red for i the think red that's guard. a
2: really interesting point um you know we we don't really know much of the way i'm not totally sure whether antonio is waiting for that ball to skip up onto his foot and he taps it over the keeper or whether he's Hurting the keeper, it's tough. Tough one to tell, but it's easy to assume. I think that Zoom has seen that ball moving away and is now coming. Is now is now picking a different place mm. to defend from because the, the ball appears to he's appears to have lost control, yeah. and that Cresswell's still in the game at that stage. So, so Zoom is not playing him like he's the last man. He's the next man to you know to deal with it.
3: He's playing the next phase of play.
2: Yeah. I... I, I, I you know, that would be from my expert position. Yes,
0: <laughs> in Feltham.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, I, with I zero that's, ability. That's, yeah.
0: But we, we we were very tentative, though, weren't we? I mean, you know, okay, the referee had a real impact. We, you know, the, the ridiculous foul throw, the booking for Bowen later on, and everything. But we were oddly tentative in that first twenty minutes. we were, we were cagey. I mean, we? it just felt like I don't know what, what it's shadow boxing. You know, and I didn't think Leon were that great, but but we just we just they, seen thought, Seville, who are really good. You know,
3: I thought they were a bit better than Seville. Actually, I thought they were better than I expected from their position in um, their league table. I thought they were better than expected. But I did think there was two um, early on. There was that Dawson long pass that was amazing. Dawson to Ben To Ben Rama. To, uh, to ben Rama. Was absolutely brilliant. I don't think we're doing enough of that. Uh, ben quick- Ramas touch as well, and I mean, oh. I, it, it was a lovely piece of
2: football, and you know, probably a good save. Yeah,
3: it was great, really good. So that was early on, and then was it Rice then uh, a long pass to uh, Antonio that flicked it on then to um, Fournells? And there was a couple of opportunities. I thought we did look lively. We didn't have the possession. They took a lot of the possession in the first half. And I think that's what really worried me when the sending off happened. And I think they had so much possession in um, the first half that they're just going to have so much more in the second now. And there's just not a chance we're going to come out of this alive. So to get that goal, the roof went off the place. It was brilliant.
2: I've got to say, I, I know what you mean, Mark, it, but I've, sort of my muscle memory nowadays, Mark, as I'm watching West Ham games, is that we wait the, with this 10, 12, 15 minutes before a really incisive counterattack wakes us up. Because I think that's to a great extent the way that we play our game. And my take on watching it is that the back four's a bit iffy and they're a, and they're a little bit lightweight up top. But they keep the ball in midfield, yeah. which I didn't think mattered. And on the, on the, on that broader note, from that point of view, I, my kind of one take from the whole game was: is if they didn't walk off that pitch thinking, do you know what? These aren't that good. We can match this lot. Yeah, I would be amazed because I think that they've had they've had a ninety they've had ninety minutes looking at him with only ten men on the field for half of that. And they've and they've not been left wanting, and and I think this which is where which is what gets me to this away leg.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Mark G. I think you mentioned, or was it Mark W. When you mentioned the Keith Hackett and Tony Gale from the uh, semi-final? Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, what happened in that semi-final is we sadly kind of folded in that second half. Although it was absolutely fantastic performance by the fans. Um, we didn't. And you, no. it is a massive credit to this West Ham team to not only hold them, but actually go ahead. Yeah. And even when we got pegged back with a softish goal, when, you know, when the equaliser was soft, again, we still looked reasonably likely. And I think that is massive credit to that team.
2: Yeah. I think the team that was likely to win it. And, and again, just quickly on that note, I don't think that their goal doesn't happen if Cresswell still on the field to play, because that's Cresswell where Ben Johnson was. Yeah. And I think Ben Johnson was still so fresh to the game that he wasn't, that I think if he'd been on there, if it was five minutes later, he'd have been sharper and closer to his man. Yeah. So, in, So the goal came from the position that was created by the red card. Mm. Simple as that. And 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 I think after that, I think they had a couple of moments, didn't they? But in, in reality, I'll go back to that, to the crossfit, you know, to Antonio, and and the chance that looked like a sitter.
3: Yeah, yeah. I did look up before. I, I just wanted to try. It took me ages to find out what was the possession for the second half. We had eighty eighteen percent possession. They had eighty two. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they had the, the,
0: the shot stat
3: is interesting, isn't it? The twenty-three. Shot stat, they had 23, twenty-three to five to five, yeah. but fifteen of those are in the second half. Yeah. So how? Just brilliant, brilliant resilience. Which yeah. I think, if anyone is ever, and I, I don't understand how they would doubt David Moyes, he's instilled that that resilience yeah. in that side. He's great. Um, and so I just trust him. I trust him, whatever side he's putting out. I'm, I'm just not questioning. No, no, you're right. Can, can I just
0: raise? Because I, I, I know, I know, people get irritated with me when I raise the Ben Rama conundrum again. Disappointing in that, in that game. Do you think?
2: I, I think, I think he's fundamentally been under par. But I think there's enough devil wizardry in there that. To worry them, and I and and I think they are worried by him. And I think he looks a better footballer against European defenders in that space because he gets time. There's a little bit more time for him to do his business. I, I, I just think there's an, there's just so there's such talent there that a, that a moment can happen. And I and I think that yeah. um, I I think it, weirdly enough that might have been the one big tactical decision he made against Brentford that was probably crucial to this is Ben Rama was probably the one genuine tactical decision. I felt to mm. not playing from the start against Brentford to say, you go and be my man in Leon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that would be my guess on that.
0: Yeah. And, and he's, and to be fair, he's done well in Europe in, you know, yeah. he's done well in the Europa League for us. So, you know I, know, I know, I know, I do think he divides opinion and clearly I come one side, which is kind of, please are you, when you, when is that going to come to fruition? And there are others who go. Come on, just give him. You know, he will do something. But uh,
3: but I I just to compare him, the things that he doesn't do. So he doesn't keep the ball as well as Lanzini, uh, Rice, Bowen. He doesn't keep the all four nails. Just doesn't. He's not the same player. So he takes a risk, doesn't he? He does a trick. He does a trick that sometimes can work off, and sometimes it doesn't. But sometimes we, I, I think we can afford a player like that. With uh, the players that can look after the ball really well and not give away. Sometimes it is frustrating. And I think it's those opportunities when we are attacking and you see an opportunity or it might be a pass that we can see and he hasn't done it early enough. I think that's... (laughs) But I think he's... um, I really did want when uh, Jesse Lingard didn't come back, I thought this was his opportunity to be Jesse Lingard. And he's still got those uh, boots to fill.
0: And that must have been a factor in one of the reasons why. For, however, it didn't happen. That there was a feeling that we've we've got we've got this guy here, you know. Mm-hmm. And and as you say, in Moyes we trust. He was a you know as we understand it was a Moyes. I'm just thinking if 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 the roles were reversed and the first leg was in Lyon and we played the whole of the second half against ten men and only came back with a one all, we'd be thinking differently about this second leg, wouldn't we? I mean, we you know I th- I think we should sort of puff our chests out a little bit and. I'm also thinking about Mets 1999. You know, we lost the home leg 1 0, and we won 3 1 away. And I don't see any reason why we can't give it a go. So let's come on, let's move on to the second. We've got a different ref. We've got a Swiss ref this time. That's, I don't know why I'm thinking that a Swiss ref will somehow miraculously do better, but he is a Swiss ref. I'm just, that's just a statement of fact. <laughs> we haven't got Zuma. Uh, and. No, Creswell. You know, so who's he? Well, um, well, Cres- Creswell presumably no. he's can't play because he's suspended. So it will be it John-
2: going- I guess it's going to be Diop and Johnson. So in theory, well, what, not got-
0: um, not Kufel, is
2: he? Uh, no, on the left hand side. Oh, sorry, yeah. Right, Johnson's yeah. going to have to fill in on the left. So Johnson's going to have to play out of position, and it the is out of position for him because you know that his game has, has blossomed and matured when he was finally allowed to have a little bit of a run at a right and the right back role. You know, he's playing the wrong way round and it's, you know, he's in, you know it's mm. like his first season and everything like that. So it's a tough ask. That that's an exposed area. And and all of a sudden I wonder if we might see something tricksy, because we are now talking about a left hand side which could be could be Diop, Johnson and Ben Rama, which some might feel is an achingly broad hole. Mm. From which then they can do a lot of business, and I, I wonder if there may be a little, a bit of tactical chicanery goes on, possibly in the selections, possibly in the way that he decides to try and line up, that that, that he acknowledges that as a problem, because I, well, I, I guess I, I it like is to a
0: think, b- I like your thinking, but what might he do? Well, do
2: you I I don't know how you would I don't know how you would deal with it. I don't know whether um, perhaps Ben Rama doesn't start. Um perhaps perhaps it's a, a more conservative idea that Vlashic perhaps he puts four nows out there and and, and Vlasich comes inside to start with. Perhaps he, perhaps he gets Bowen and him to swap. I don't know. There, I even read today that there was a suggestion that, that Declan Rice might drop into a into the oh. defence, which mm. potentially means that he could go to a three.
3: Yeah.
2: And you play Arthur. Yeah. But that's, that is, that's wholesale oh. change, isn't it? Given mm. the fact that, yeah, as, we, yeah. as Mark G said at the very start here, you know, we've been shuffling a pack of about nine men, you know, for the last yeah, two right. months. Yeah, we're trying to make a, him equal 11. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> and we have played a certain way throughout the season. I can't see him doing that. No. Uh, he'll stay with his formula, I think, and he'll just shuffle as minimal as possible. I've never understood why you put the most experienced player, uh, inexperienced player, out of position. But Ben Johnson's done well there, in left back in time. He's done fine. He's yeah. done really well. And, he's done well. But I don't... And, and, uh, sorry, really.
0: just on Ben Johnson, I love him when he starts. I just think he looks, uh, he looks more comfortable when he starts than when yes, he comes on. yeah. And, and, the, and the opposite, I'd say, is about Ben Rama. I like Ben Rama when he comes on.
2: Yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. Good point. Yeah, he's effective. I mean, that's another idea. I mean, perhaps... Perhaps Sue as the experienced man, says... I'll go and fill in the left back. And Johnson goes to right back. I mean, it, it, it sounds silly as the words leave my mouth. And yet, what you are doing is you are giving the younger, more inexperienced player a chance to have a better game.
3: Mm-hmm. So perhaps that might work. You're right. When Ben Rama does start, I never have this thing, right? Who we got on the bench? There's never a bit of excitement. You think, well, they could come off the bench and change something. Yeah. When Ben Rama is on the bench. You've got still got that sort of, oh, he could come on, he could change things a little bit. Um, but I think the last result was outstanding. And as Mark W was saying, the confidence we should have coming from that should go into this game. And, uh, and I think they will. I think, as um, Webber was saying, that we should go into this game full of confidence. that with, with Ten men... Yeah, and yeah. couldn't beat us. They then they cannot be happy leaving uh, the London Stadium with a one-one draw. No, and there'll be an annoying feeling that we could
0: have. You know, if you're a Leon fan, and there's been some very arrogant stuff on Twitter from Leon, isn't there, Mark? You pointed yeah. out. You know, there, there will be that you. You know, there'll be, there'll be you. Should, you know, you probably should have put that to bed. You know, and all, and and the thing about you talked about muscle memory earlier, Mark W. You know, Leon, I thought played like a team that are used to playing in Europe.
2: Yeah you
0: know they they all the sort of tricks and I don't mean the cynicism I just mean they just look like they were they were comfortable in that kind of environment
3: you know yeah. but it does come down to the tricks as well the free kick but also yeah. in the game the spending time stopping time dropping down not a head injury game getting stopped when we're on an attack it's just bizarre uh, that that is
0: bizarre and nothing oh, wants was... to crowd up more than that me. Well, because the um, signal you're sending out is you just drop drop to the ground and there's no problem you'll you'll get it.
2: It was yeah, but that's but that's the rest problem more than it is. I agree. Leon's tactics, mm. but, but it's, it's the his chance to the deal with that, isn't it?
0: But the encouragement is there, isn't it? Or we've seen it's been given, so we we'll just keep going. We
2: we'll yeah, just keep dropping exactly. to the floor, exactly. So, but it, there is so much of the of the the cut and thrust and tactics of a boxing match in this, in the sense where you know this we're halfway through the 12 rounds here and they've laid a lot of gloves on us, but they've, you know, we we wobbled once, but, you know, but we we didn't go down and, you know, our jabs working you know, I'll stop with the analogies. Now I think you get the general idea, but, (laughs) but, but, you know, I'm going to cut straight to Ali Foreman, (laughs) get all the other boxing out of the way and I'll go straight to that so and, and, I, and I, you know theres and why not you know i just, and i think i and back to the point you you mentioned earlier mark s there's two things here number one we, we've already looked good in away games because I think the nature of our style suits away football you know we're a counter-attacking team but what's now out of our system is the fear of playing abroad or the uh, the unknown of playing abroad we can take our away game around the Premier League we know those places but now I think we know about playing away in Europe and I don't think Leon will offer any more certainly no more than Sevilla did
0: well, I think that's a really good point and and we we've conceded very few goals on our travels in the Europa League exactly and and I know that we're missing Zuma, but again, we talk about you know Ben Rama having had some of his best performances in the Europa League. I would say that about Issa Diop as well. Yeah, you know he's he's been superb yeah. in in, yeah. in Europe for us. He and, was
3: great. Yeah,
0: you know, and I think you know, and Dawson is just. I mean, oh, you know, he's been I know he won't great. get Hammer of the Year, but blimey, he should be in consideration.
3: He'll get votes. Yeah, no, oh, I know no, he, he will. He'll I mean, get votes. <laughs> but he he's been great. He's just. What what story? What an absolute story! But he just gets better and better as well. Not just the tackling, but the passing. We talked earlier about uh, that pass to Ben Rama.
2: I'm just I just adore him. There was the the the, the double tackle the double sliding yeah. tackles yeah. in, by which he should have been three for underground by the time he actually ground to a halt after the way he plowed his way through the center of that part there, both of which I just assumed immediately were horrendous fouls, but weren't <laughs> <laughs> surely they had to have been. Now, I mean, it, it, he's, we're not weak anywhere for character no. all over the field. of. I mean, yes, there's something ben- that Ben Rama where, Confidence is a a, a deal, but everywhere else, in every other player, I don't think you're going to be, will will be left wanting. I don't think anyone's going to go missing.
3: I think, I do want, sorry, Mark. No, go on, Mark, go on. Well, I was just thinking confidence thing is is Diop. That's the only thing that sort of of worries me. He's a a confidence player, isn't he? Uh, And that's the only thing. I was absolutely chuffed. I can't remember what game it was, but he set up that. Goal and it was back after when he got substituted, um, and I was so delighted for him. Just again, I, it's it's like watching a family member. When Diop's on there, a family member playing for the club, and you just don't want to make him to make a mistake. No,
2: and the, the way that he deals with getting on top of his confidence is by trying stuff. Yeah, and he'll, he'll 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 try and he'll try and anticipate a ball, won't he? He'll try and do yeah. something cuter. He doesn't want to do something ordinary. He wants to show you that he's got it. Yeah, and of course, what that has sometimes led to is rickets. Yeah, and you know, goal goal giving away rickets. And but I kind of admire that in him as a kid. He's he, again, he doesn't hide. He wants to look like he's on he's on top of his game. I we like said that. this before.
0: We said this before when he when he first joined us. We thought, what a what a cultured central defender we've got there, you know. And he really did look cool under pressure. And he, he you know, he's still still very young, and you know, so much ahead of him. And obviously he dropped out, understandably,
3: because of what happened.
0: But I mean, well, I Mourinho was biggest... glowing,
3: wasn't he? Mourinho was glowing yeah. about. Yeah, that time. he's got. He, uh, was it to Billich? He said, "You've got one there." Yeah.
0: No, and I think, you know, and there's something about, you know, these are the last two in central defence. Yes. Uh, we're going into our biggest game of the season and there's no Angelo and there's no Kurt Zouma. Uh, so these two have got to do it. And, I've, you know, we, we've seen them do it. We see Dawson do it every week. Yeah. And we've seen Issa Diop do it. So I think you're right uh, about the fact there was, there's no lack of character in that team.
2: No, I think and, not. Uh,
0: and they'll give it a right good go. And as we referred to earlier, there'll be a lot of West Ham fans on You know, against Seville, it was very hard to hear the West Ham fans. Obviously, I wasn't there. But it was very hard to hear the West Ham fans because of the fantastic noise that the Seville fans made. I think we'll make a bit of noise tomorrow. I agree,
3: yeah. I'm so excited.
0: And um, I saw Roshan Thomas tweeted earlier that he'd obviously been to one of the pre-match press conferences and he was saying that Mick Antonio has, quote, promising a big celebration.
2: Yeah. If he scores. And, And I think preface by, for when I get my goal, which exactly is not ballsy. If, is not it. when.
0: And, yeah. and let's be fair, there's a quite an array with Mick and Antonio. We, we've done well with goal celebrations there. He's kind of cornered yeah. the market for us, hasn't he?
2: I think he's going to do a Dawson. I think he's going to slide tackle three men on the way back to the <laughs> centre spot. it has got to be the only, it's the only option. <laughs>
0: So go on then I think we, I think it's tradition on this podcast, isn't it, that we we have to nail our you know we have to decide who we, we you know how we think it's going to go. Go and then honestly, Mark G, do you want to go
3: first tomorrow night? So I think it'll be done in extra time. So I reckon one one full time, and we nick it in extra time two
2: one. I'm I've got the same scoreline, but. My heart won't even take the idea of extra time, so I'm so I'm winning it. In, I'm winning it in 90 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a very good shout. Um, yeah, I, you know I think we're going to do it. And I, I, funny enough, I, I, I'll go with Mark W. I think we'll do it in we'll do it in the 90. Um, I, so much will depend on how well we start, but that's an obvious thing to say. You know, there are times when we, I love when we come out and we're at it right from the word go. I don't think we were at it in the first leg from the right, you know, so I just would like to think that they go, you've got nothing to fear here, exactly as you, exactly as you said. And it's a patched-up team, but, you know, it's, it's, it's no shortage of character, as we've already established. I think we'll give it a, you know, I, I think we'll do it. There's something kind of the old West Ham would get one step away from playing Barcelona and fall at this herd. Oh, yeah. And, you know, like, you know, um, um, a few years ago, me, our family were over in Barcelona, we managed to catch a game, The Europa, the Europeans, uh, sorry, the Spanish Super Cup it was. And if I'd said to my boys then, five, six years ago, you know, there is a chance, you know, that Barcelona and West Ham will have a proper competitive match in Europe. Obviously, nice one, Dad. How much have you had? You yeah, know, exactly. The, you know, co- large coffee for dad, please. Because yeah. you know, he's he's obviously he's rambling. You know, that golf.
2: was a long drive from St. Ives, Mark, all the way to Barcelona. <laughs> oh no, 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 I've got confused. No, 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 carry on. Carry on, sorry, yeah. Uh,
0: you know, but it would be there'd be something kind of old West Ham about you know, we we're a step away. And okay, Frankfurt might still do the job, I get that. But you know, you think it would be absolutely amazing to host Barcelona, but it would like, be you know, but this is a this is a different West Ham team. Isn't it is, know, and, and out, I think, all the way through, it's a different team.
2: And if we don't do it, I I genuinely think we die with our boots on. I, yeah. I don't see this as being one of those folding up moments. I think we could, we. I think we'll go out, you know, with great pride if we go yeah. out at all. But we're winning it two one in, in in normal time.
0: Done. So um, that's sorted. Then great. That yeah. Actually, was no, so actually to be honest, I don't think there's any real need to just watch the game. Now we, we kind of
2: know what's going to happen. I, I watching the game. I, I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: you're right. So let's uh, let's finish then with the uh, the team of marks to an episode 409 to uh, to mark the uh, retirement of one of our greatest leaders, Mark Noble. Uh, we tried to come up with an 11 of we've allowed them to be. Marks, marks with a C, marks with a K, Marcos. We've allowed double-barreled second name. Um, uh,
3: well, we've taken Mar- the Irish Mar- route, haven't we? the, the selection we, for Mark. We've we, we, we? been very generous. In, it's in a broad
0: net. Up. We've,
3: we've gone about this. Well, um, if I may, so-
2: gentlemen, uh, it is simply uh, as a name, uh derivative, of course, uh, from the Latin and uh, the god Mars, uh, which makes us all warlike, by the way. I didn't know if you knew that. That's that's. I've always felt that way. Uh, pretty aggressive kind of guy. Um, and um, there are other options available, and I'm going to offer them to you.
3: Well, okay. Because that's, there's
2: well, plenty. We, we, we're, like a far, we're like the Fast and Furious franchise. We have many, many spin offs.
0: You're right. So the criteria is you've got to be called Mark with a CK. Marco, we'll go with that. We'll have any of that. We'll, and, and But the, our problem is right from the word go is in your position, Mark G, in goal. I couldn't find a single Mark or Marco who's played in goal for West Ham. Mark W, you have your hand up.
2: Fixed it. F- F- oh, fixed it. If I may, gentlemen, take you to Prague, <laughs> and a young man who is actually still playing in goal now for Mansfield Town, and who turned out for us in a League Cup game back in 2010, Marek Stech, or Stech. That is, and Marek is, my, is indeed, uh, Marik. the Czech of, or Baltic, or Polish of Mark.
0: I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not wearing a cap, but I'm doffing it. It's you know, brilliant. So metaphorically, it is. it's being
2: doffed. It's yeah. so all I've that got to do. superb. And I
3: taught, I taught a Marek, and he told me that was Mark. Well, and really? I didn't pull oh, fantastic. it out. Wow. That is
0: fan- Well, in that case, we've now. So, um, do, do you want to talk us through the defence then that we've got so far then? Uh, Mark G, do you want to talk us through who we've got at the back there?
3: So, we've got Mark.
0: Mar- uh, we've got Marek Stetching goal now. Thank you, Mark Very W. Good.
2: Pleasure. Mark, yeah. Mark Reaper, um, yep.
3: Mark lo- Reaper
2: loved Mark Reaper. He was, he was great. A didn't he, he go do did well, did. well at Celtic did really well at Celtic, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's We're where he went that's where,
0: that's where that's where he left us to go, wasn't yeah. he? He came from Bromby, didn't he? And then he went on to Celtic. And I believe that they absolutely, you know, I think he's in there, you know, they, they loved
2: him
3: there. Yeah. Terrific yeah. player Mark, up there, yeah. Really he, he, cultured player, wasn't he? He'd do well in this side. Now we yeah, can do with right. him. Yeah. He got goals. Get up there, get goals. Uh, Mark Keller, who Not I... player. Yeah, I remember he scored... He scored um, oh, was it his first goal uh, off the bar against away to Derby in his first season? A gr- what a strike from a central defender. Amazing yeah. finish.
2: Stylish footballer, yeah.
3: And then someone I don't know a lot about, Mark Bowen who uh, Mark W. pulled out of the bag. One season, was that, is that right? Yeah,
2: a few games. One um, Norwich. Welsh international. the National.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but also, importantly, and it joined us very late, and it was in one of that rich tradition of when we used to, sort of the Chris Hewton tradition and Chrissy Powell of, of, of picking up and Nigel Winter, but actually this a lot, <laughs> of those kind of full-backs that came in late in their career and did a job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but but Mark Bone, of course, has has been a coach for ages as well. So actually, we need right. someone to run this. He's um, Wimbledon manager now. So I see, that's right. So we got I'm a manager. Yeah, and so if I may offer you here, lads, and this is th- th- we're going to get us to eleven here. Mark G, if you if you or either of you two, is there one of the our um, midfield marks? I think I'm looking at the man who could go and do the job. Who we could slot into that back four mm-hmm. to complete it? Possibly, I guess in a, a, a centre half or perhaps a, a little cheeky wing back role there for one of these. Because I've got us another. I've got us a midfielder.
0: All right, then. Well, what's well, what's our original midfield? And then I yeah. know you're going. I know you're known as the tinker man, Mark W. Mm-hmm. I know you want to tweak with it. You know, let's go. What our original midfield is? Well, I mean. We were struggling to find a captain, and we came up with that guy, Mark Noble.
2: Yeah, he'll do.
0: Yeah, he'll do. Well, he know. Know. He any port in a storm.
2: Uh, exactly you know. that. A push, why not
0: then? Go on. Yeah. Mark Vivian Foy. Oh, brilliant. What a player. And, and oh, funny enough, one of my most abiding memories of Mark Vivian Foy was getting sent off in his last game against hey. Leeds, and he, and, he, and he was a big kicker. As I recall, it was a big kicker, a player who was on the ground. And before the referee had even got the red card out, he was on
2: his way to the dressing room. Yeah. Team, but that was it. Went out in style. Um, God bless him. And, of
0: course, that picture of uh, him and Paolo when they first signed is just fabulous, oh, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it was absolutely brilliant. On, uh, Mark Robson and Mark Ward, of course. one of the Yes. Boys of That's him. not a bad midfield. It's a good but midfield. But go on, Mark. Mark Dun- I
2: believe you're gonna you're gonna play around with that, are you? I, I, do you know what? I, I, I wonder if Mark Wald might might mind filling in at right back. Mark, we all know Mark <laughs> Robson was always that kind of guy. He could do it. I can offer you, and he's um, he's only 24 years old, um, and he he came on in the 75th minute into, in the 2016 game against Asha Jujo in the Europa League. Do you remember last time he was in it? That was uh. I th- I thought it was 1981, but there you go. What do I know about these matters? <laughs> Marcus Brown. I think, and that might have been his only first team appearance, was when he came on as a 75th minute substitute. But he's a West Ham Academy kid playing at Oxford now.
0: Gosh, we haven't brilliant. got another Marcus, so as well, yes. for from the different derivations he of Mark. So,
2: and Great he's shout. technically, a, right, technically a, a wide midfielder, so... Uh, you know, either either we th- we, th- we throw him to wolves and stick him in at right back, say get on with it, son, or, yeah. or we rely on the steady tiller that is Mark Ward. But no, your I choice.
0: Think, I think that's a very good chat, and also European experience, as you pointed out there. Well, which exactly, is, which
2: is, which is you know, in, invaluable in the way that we on the on the fronts that we now play our football.
0: Right, let's let's talk about the attack. Uh, it this isn't this, it's not going to be dull. These <laughs> front three are they? <laughs> They're brilliant. Um, so, uh, well, obviously, there's a fairly obvious one. Uh, Marco Anatovic. Yes. Uh, I, think, I think we'd all agree would probably get into that side completely on merit, not yes. just because of his name. Um, Marco Boogers. Any, uh, I mean, I can't think of a single thing that hit the headlines when he was playing for us. Nothing,
2: um, nothing, no. I very...
0: no.
2: Or yeah, even subsequently... What's, what's, what's he played? 350 games for us in the end, didn't we? Something, something like, like that. that. 220 goals. Like, I, I don't it was, know. It's tough. To, I mean, how many
0: so. hammer... He, he got hammer of the year a couple of times, didn't he? I, think.
2: Well, I, I, well, I voted for him pretty much. I thought he always, always vote for him.
0: Always vote he, for I mis- him. I mistakenly voted for him the season if he left because I just thought he was, it was a shoe in Yeah,
2: uh, yeah but, exactly. Um, I mean, he still earned it even when he wasn't there. I agree.
3: Gary Neville still has a massive mark left. Yeah, I mean. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: absolutely absolutely bizarre. That I, I can remember bumping into some Dutch fans. I can't remember where, where I was, <clears throat> and when I said I was a West Ham fan, they immediately started laughing.
2: Yeah,
0: and they immediately went "Marco Bogus," you know, and they went, oh, "Yeah, yeah, all right, okay," you know. Um, and Antevec, and then I don't know where I plucked this one out was Marco Borriello. No, yeah,
3: does that but... ring any bells? No, he was bought he by West
0: Ham, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. He came on loan, and another bit of sound financial business by West Ham there. <laughs> um, the loan fee was seven hundred thousand pounds, and he played twice.
2: Yeah. Um, Hold oh, on, let me do the sum.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, we, we can. We we'll do it. We we'll do it. We'll next time we're okay. on, Mark. Yeah, we'll yeah get it,
2: back we'll to do me. Do I'll it. get back to you yeah,
0: on that one there. Fine. So, uh, all in all, not a bad team. We haven't got a manager. Well, I know. I think we know. We've agreed. We have got a manager. Mark Owen, he, he can be a player manager.
2: And, and, and who's to say that young Mark Noble, at some point as his career comes to an end, might decide that when he hangs his boots up, the touchline is for him as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's not a bad side. No, it's not bad at all. And it brings back some nice memories. Although it's congested around the late 90s. I reckon <laughs> there was one team yeah. there that two or, two or three Marks or Marcos would have played together. Um, but not a bad team. Um, and, and in all seriousness, you know, sort of joking aside, it will be pretty emotional in that last game when we say goodbye to the fella, oh, it? Oh, yeah, don't!
2: Yeah. It's it's too much.
0: No, I'm sorry.
2: It's all ready to with your emotions. It I is. I, emotions. I can't say, cause it's, because it's. Mean, he's going to trot on, isn't he? He's going to come on and play 25 minutes, and he's going to run around. But he, you're going to be. You could be watching him and not the game. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be horrible and wonderful be, and and joyous and sad and
0: bring his kids on at the end and oh. you know, we'll, all, we'll we'll all pretend we've got a speck of dust in our eyes and yeah, you know. nice. it's anyway,
3: gonna be, be a massive miss, isn't it? Just the I I just love the story of uh Jesse Lingard when he came to the club and got into the car. And he had his headphones on and Mark didn't say it out of any sort of malice. And he said, Oh, Jesse, can you take those off in the car? We just, we like to talk. And so there was a standard, but that was, that's coming from a player. So not the management. So it's not coming down from the management. It's coming from a player. So not just what he's done for the club. And think about how many times he's been written off five years ago, six people were writing him off and still doing the business still comes on and does a job that David Moyes wants him to do, he, he's going to be, I will start to get choked up, he will be sorely missed. And as—and hopefully the club does right by him and keeps him part of uh, the coaching team and he gets his badges and he stays with us. But not just, but involved in the club, in the playing side of the club. It's just that we, it's going to be a massive hole, that influence he has as a player.
2: I mean, he's no Mark Bogus, but yes, I agree, Mark.
3: I mean, show us your hammer of the year,
2: Mark Noble. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyway, listen, gents, I think we're gonna we'll call it a day. There, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, thanks ever so much for joining us. Uh, and so, it's uh, good evening to Mark G. Thanks for having me. Good evening to Mark W.
2: Uh, thank you very much, Mark S. And hello again, Mark G. <laughs>
0: Good evening from me, Marques. Come on, you Irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.